Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Josh Denhart. Super grateful that you're here. I am in the great state of Indiana. I'm out traveling all over this summer. Uh, you'll probably hear this in the fall, but I'm traveling all over with the amazing chemistry show. So I'm here in the great state of Indiana with a fantastic leader. Evan, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Evan Fortunato. I get to serve as the kids pastor at uh, Grace Assembly of God in Greenwood, Indiana. Yeah, and so we are here doing an, a set of events, actually, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, it's been yeah. great. Yes, and so uh, Sunday was literally, like, charged. It was off the hook. Oh, it was so great. We had... Uh, we did it Sunday morning services, so 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Josh, you were our main speaker, yep. and we had so much fantastic feedback from families, from parents, kids, parents, and then also from uh, everyone in our congregation who didn't have kids, right. no real connection to like kid men science. They thought it was a fantastic Sunday morning. Yeah, it was so, really fun. I mean, yep. and I, I do this a lot, right? But but it was a really special morning. Yeah. I mean, it really played super, super, super well. Um, and then, you know, last night we had the family experience. It yep. was super fun. 170 different hands-on science experiences. Families moved through. Had another show last night. Interestingly enough, we were reflecting. And by the way, yep. listeners out there, I think one of the great fails for most churches is they don't do a deep dive into reflecting what went well what was a challenge what was kind of a a hiccup and as great as sunday morning was the monday night show there were just a lot of dynamics that it was challenging yep yeah there were some environment you were i loved your your grid that you talked about the personal and environmental and demographics like yes being able to look at each one of those and say what were the factors that That could have led to it not being as dynamic as sunday morning yeah did the word of god get shared absolutely did families here did people come up to me and say hey that really touched me in this or that way but you and i as leaders we knew that it just there was something missing yeah it wasn't what it could have been exactly and just trying to piece that together and figure out what can we do better next time absolutely so that's not the point of the podcast today but it's a good that's a nugget it's a a nugget nugget right there so be a reflective i'm writing that one down you betcha be a reflective leader because as you look back you can dissect you can dissect something and say hey what what really happened so we just got done doing that that was fun personal uh, demographic, environmental, those were helpful. But listen, you have something special, and I want you to share with us today kind of about your perspective about volunteers, right? Yeah. Um, the three things that I seek to do with this podcast and with leadvolunteers.com and leadministry.com and all of that, number one, I want to help people mm-hmm. to um, to lead with confidence. We want to help people to, to get organized. Mm-hmm. We want to help them stop the revolving door of volunteers and, of course, prevent ministry burnout. Mm-hmm. And so there's no hope that we could do this without volunteers. For sure. Literally hopeless. And so yeah. this is a big church here, mm-hmm. uh, similar to the size of church that I served at when I was in children's ministry as well. Um, so kind of tell us your philosophy. We kind of unpacked this a little bit, and I was yeah. like, save that. We're going to push record. So talk to us about your philosophy of stewardship. Yeah. So I feel like... Um, as I look at scripture and as I've listened to different leaders in my life, some mm-hmm. of the, the key leaders in my life who have influenced this viewpoint uh, were Jim Weidman um, from Jim Weidman Ministries. He's been an incredible mentor in my life. Me too. 
Me too. Um, just I love Pat, Brother Jim. He's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, and then my pastor, uh, my pastor's down in Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Mike Burnett and then Mark Delaney, um, just really poured into me. And, and I, I got a lot of this by osmosis. I was able to you know bring this in and, and kind of make it my own. But the big idea is that stewardship encompasses so much more than your money. Um, stewardship encompasses your resources, the things that you are that God gives you to manage, mm-hmm. and that volunteers are actually your most important resource that God gives you. So you know whether you have a ministry budget, um, whether your budget's high, whether your budget's low, or whether your budget is non-existent, you got to steward that. Yep, you have to steward those things. Um, you have to be a you know have to be a steward of your own personal resources, all those things, and and in the church world so many times we talk about stewardship in the context of money mm-hmm. and sometimes we go a step beyond that and we talk about stewarding your personal um what's the word i'm looking for your 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 personal assets you know mm-hmm. whether that's your time or stewarding your um gifts that god's given you sure. but it was it's good to take that beyond because god invites us into this amazing life of being part of what he's doing in this world yeah like god wants so much more for us than just to to check the boxes god wants that personal relationship with us and in the garden god created people to be his image bearers Mm -hmm. and in ancient you know in ancient um Think, in an ancient way of thinking, the image bearer, you know, wh- when a king wanted to put his rule somewhere, mm-hmm. he would put his image in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, they, sure. they have that all over the Mediterranean um, right. where the king would put his image there. So as a reminder, as a reminder that his power was there mm-hmm. and that his authority to rule was there. And so when God puts his image on us, that's an incredible thing in the ancient world. Mm-hmm. And God's inviting us not into being workers or slaves for him he's inviting us to be co-regents with him that's an incredible thing and that's something that jesus redeemed on the cross and Mm -hmm. invites us back into where he says you get to you get to make a difference in this world Mm -hmm. like what you're doing the the talent you bring the gifts that i've given you if you steward them well what you are doing makes an actual difference you're you're actually a change agent yeah for the kingdom of god yeah you are not simply um the tool that god is using mm-hmm. you're not you're not the hoe that's in his hand you're not the shovel that he's sticking into the ground mm-hmm. you are joining him in the change that's that's being created in this world and right. in people's lives and so we have to steward yeah. We have to steward because we're, we're given as leaders in the church, we're given an opportunity to do the work of the ministry, mm-hmm. but the church is never going to be able to hire to meet all of the needs. No. So in Ephesians 4, yeah. uh, 4, 11, God says, it says Jesus or God's given some. So these are gifts of God to the church. Correct. God's given some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Amen. And so if we're called to be stewards, I think we're also called to be stewards not only of our financial resources, mm-hmm. but we're called to be stewards of people. And when you look at the parables of Jesus, um, this is where Pastor Mike's has just influenced me so much. When you look at the parables of Jesus, mm-hmm. you see how the kingdom 
is supposed to feel. Um, Jesus never told us how we're how we're supposed to do it. Right. He but didn't he, give us a prescription. No, he didn't say uh, use uh, <laughs> this set. You know, you go to this URL and download right. everything from there and do it exactly the way that this person is doing it. He said, the kingdom of God is like. Right. this he said the kingdom of God is like and over and over again that's the phrase Jesus uses the kingdom of God is like and so when you when you start to dig into those parables you start to see the kingdom of God is supposed to feel a certain way it's sure. supposed to operate a certain way and that God has given this wonderful freedom within that context mm-hmm. for us to be stewards and so you get the parable of um, the you get the parable of the talents mm-hmm. where uh Jesus is telling this story to make a point about not just about stewardship, but about the kingdom as a whole, mm-hmm. um, not financial stewardship, the kingdom as a whole. He says, you know, the first the first servant gets five talents, which is an astronomical amount of money, like mm-hmm. an insane amount of money in the ancient world, five talents. Second one gets two talents, still an insane amount of money. And the last one gets one talent. And it is still like it's significant. It's a significant investment for a master to make in his servant. Mm-hmm. And then he goes away and there's no time frame. It's just says when he'd been gone a long time, he came back mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, just out of the blue, he comes back and he, he asks an accounting of his servants. Right. And the first one comes to him and says, master, I, I took your five talents. I put them to work and I have 10 talents. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Right. You've been faithful with a little, like that's a significant phrase. You've been faithful with a little. That's not a little. But in in kingdom mindset, God God can give some people five talents. He just here you go. This yeah, is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and some people too. And faithful in little, you're going to be faithful in much. Therefore, I'm going to entrust you yeah. with more because yep. you've showed yourself to be faithful. And that's an incredible thing. He said, "You've been faithful with a little. Now come and share in your master's happiness and share in your master's joy. What's the joy? The joy is more because mm-hmm. there's." two parables one is that one one is the other one where he says oh you've been faithful with this little bit put him in charge of 10 cities right he's been faithful with with this little this bit of money so i can trust him let me give him 10 cities to rule over right it's incredible you know the next one comes back he's faithful with two master i i'm he's he's joyful he gives it back Mm -hmm. master i multiplied it i give here's your four talents here's your talents they Mm -hmm. were never mine here's your talents and he says, well done. Same, exact same words to the second service mm-hmm. servant. It didn't matter that the first had five and multiplied to 10 and the second had two and multiplied to four. It wasn't, the, it wasn't a lesser no, encouragement. Nope. It wasn't a lesser encouragement. It wasn't, oh, you did well with a little bit. It was, he just told the same, the, the five talent yes. guy, you had a little, good job. Two talent guy, you had a little, good job. Ex- I, I, the, the inflection would have been the same. Yeah, that, that's interesting to me because I've never thought about that, that there wasn't a differentiation Mm-mm. between the one who had started with more. Apparently, apparently the scriptures don't mention it, but why, or the parable doesn't mention it, but you know, why did he get more? Who knows? Maybe it was well, a previous it, track record. It does. It, it says he gave to each according to their ability. How about that? Okay, thank you. Yeah. So in a sense, he had seen something within each of them yep. from the onset yep. and entrusted them with that accordingly with what they could handle with what, what they could he, handle. he as the master knew they could handle forgot about and, that and what's interesting is he know he gives the a talent to the last one mm-hmm. he says i know you can handle this you i know you this. can you can handle a talent yeah. good word and the and the last one brings his talent back and he says master 
So he, in, he immediately is like, he's putting it back on the master. He says, master, I knew you were a hard person. I knew you s reap where you don't sow and you, you do these shrewd. things, you're shrewd manager. So, and so I was afraid. So here's your talent or here. So here's what I have. Here's your talent. I buried it so that nothing would happen to it. And the master is like, you get this sense that the master is just furious. Mm -hmm. He's like, well. you wicked servant. I, I gave this to you because I knew you could handle it. You could have at least put it on, you know, put it on loan at the bank and gotten me interest. Right. Which it, in Jewish theology is, is, you know, it's a whole nother thing. You don't get interest. So th this master is, is a hard master. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily reflect everything about God, but, but this, he says, take the talent from the one, give it to the one who has 10. And they're like, master, he's already got 10. He says to the one who has been given more Much will be given. More will be given. To, to the one who has more will be given to the one who doesn't have even what he has will be taken away. Mm, that's mm, a that's 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 that's, that's a right powerful, there. That's strong, very powerful. That's a strong word. Strong word. And so I think to set all that up, like that's the the ethic, the ethos of stewardship in the kingdom is mm -hmm. when you take care wow. of what you've been given, man, you'll be given more. I am having a moment, <laughs> like personally right now. Yeah. And to not sleep on the job. Yeah. To not waste your time Man, that's what i was praying this morning because i was thinking about some of the pastors that i've known and i was thinking about um what i think it was kelly Preston. he posted that david you know david in his young years when he had to rely on god mm -hmm. for everything he did he he was faithful but as he got older he didn't uh, you see this begin this lack of trust. You see it in the story of Absalom. You see it in the it, it maybe trusting in himself. In himself, you see it in the story where you know there's a kind of a one of those stories that comes out of the blue where he goes to fight a giant, and he very nearly gets killed. And his men tell him, "You're never going out again." Mm -hmm. He he didn't he didn't continue to trust in God's strength. And, even, and at even the with end, Bathsheba, yeah, he was supposed to be on the battlefield. Right, he was he was just chilling at home, lounging. Yep. And got in trouble. Yep. It's like you ne you'd never know. That's the story. You know, that's the parable. You never know when the master's going to come back. Wow. He's, he might come back tomorrow. He right. might come back years from now. And I was praying this morning. I was like, God, help me be, build integrity in me. Help me be faithful to the end. Help me be a finisher. Wow. That, that's going to go to the end. I'm convicted in a good way right now to just to stop and say, wow, if you've been given much, much is expected. Mm -hmm. It's another place where Jesus refers. But also, if you've been given much, more will be given to you. More will be given. That's the. However, there's there's a second. The the, the parable doesn't say this, but there's a there's there's a, a second reckoning. Mm -hmm. Hey, okay, guy who has now eleven. Mm -hmm. There's another time of assessment coming yep. up. Yep. And it, it, with David, he was he was really faithful and yep. continued to receive, continued to be given more, continued to be given more. Yep. And he and he didn't do so well in the latter part of his life. And yeah. I, I really want to reflect on that. Good word. Yeah. It's, and, and then juxtapose that with Paul, where Paul says, I don't want to be, uh, he says, I, I want to finish the race. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to, I want to continue preaching so that I myself might not be disqualified from this eternal prize that I'm, that I'm leading others to. Right. He said, you know, Paul wanted to be known as, he wanted to go faithful all the way to the end. 
And I think that's probably like knowing the scriptures and knowing like how wow. how Jewish people just dug into theology and and Paul was a Pharisee, so he would have been an incredible theologian mm-hmm. um, before he met Jesus, and then after Jesus, just to have all those all those pieces connect yes. in, in the in spirit the gospel, of God dwelling the within of, him. Oh man! But to him, for him to say like he knew the danger mm-hmm. of resting on your laurels, of of saying like what I've done before is is good. It's like man, be faithful till the day. Um, Man, it, it was continue pa- to push. Continue you know, Pastor to go Wayne was saying it yesterday when we were at lunch. He said, "I'm living for the day when I stand before Jesus." That one convicted me. I was yeah. like, "I'm living for the day when I stand before Jesus because that's the day that matters. When when I'm gonna hear hope, like I want to live for the day when it says, "Well done." Yep. And I, I, I see your eyes getting moist, yeah. and I see you that that did affect you. And it, and and this is a good word. We we we've been entrusted. You've yeah. been entrusted with an opportunity. Yeah. And and what are you going to do with it? Yeah. So, so back to volunteers. Okay, very good. So so I I really believe your most important resource is your volunteers. It's it's the most important thing that God's given you to steward is your volunteers. So in other words, you here at this church, mm-hmm. you've been given uh, 25 talents. Yeah. Or, or you've been given... How many volunteers do you roll on a, on a month in, month out basis? Okay. Just estimate. Uh, well, we were just actually doing doing the work because because that's one of the things that I'll talk about is like you got to know know those who labor among you. You got to know yeah. your numbers of volunteers, not so you can be prideful about it, but sure. so that you can give a good accounting and then know what do you need to grow. Yes. Um. So we did the numbers, and I think, uh, birth through fifth grade or birth through sixth grade, we're running. What was it? Fifty, somewhere between fifty-five and sixty volunteers uh, on usually on a on a week or other week, you know, we, yes. every other week basis. Okay, so fifty. Let's just call it fifty volunteers. Sure. So you have fifty talents. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Man, that is that's even good to get turned back on me. You know, I've I've been you've talking been given about much. It. I've been given I've been given an incredible amount. Um, so what you know, it the same holds true with. I think maybe to back up a step, people are your most important resource. Yes. Um, if if you've got kids, you know, we, we do ministry for kids and we do ministry for tweens and teens. When you've got those kids coming in, are you stewarding their experience well? Mm-hmm. Are you stewarding their hearts well? Because if you steward their hearts well, God will make room for more. Mm-hmm. You know, God, God will... But if you're not stewarding your kids well, God is not going to trust you with more kids. So if you want to grow, you gotta be a steward. You, you gotta be taking care of that which is you've been currently given. Yeah, you can't it's, like you gotta you gotta dream for the future. You gotta dream for what's there, but then you've gotta back it up and say, Am I doing well with what's in front of me right now? Right. Um, faithful. If you're faithful and little, you will, you will be. be faithful in much. It's not your gut. You probably will. It says you will be. Yep. Yep. We love that. So with the volunteer side of things, 50, you know, for me, 50 talents. I oversee three different areas or four different areas. So check-in team. I oversee our Grace Littles team, which Mm -hmm. is uh, birth up through Mm pre-K. I oversee our K4 room, which is kindergarten through fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And then I oversee JV, which is our fifth and sixth graders. Transition, a couple transition years for kids moving into student ministry. Got it. Um, So obviously... There's one of me 
and four areas. <laughs> right. And on a Sunday morning, every one of those areas is running simultaneously. And so, um, your, your go-go gadget arms. Oh my goodness. I'm, I, I do run, I do a lot of uh, calisthenics on Sunday morning. No, yeah, but, but I'm I mean, moving. really like, you, like you, ha- you have to entrust and empower others. Yeah. There's no hope for you to run at all. Yeah. And so I've been here for about, uh, since Palm Sunday. So about, about two, two and a half, almost three months here. And it's been one of the things that I found really fun is finding those people, like just watching people. That's right. I'm watching people and I'm saying, wow, you're really good. Wow. You're, and sometimes I'll tell them that. And sometimes I'm not telling them the extent of like what I see in them. I, you know, I can see the future of like, this is going to be somebody who leads kids ministry for me. Yes. This is going to be someone where when I, when I'm going to church, I'm going to hand Sunday morning to them. But kind of like Nehemiah, right? Who was touring and he kept his words to himself mm-hmm. until the right time where he was mm-hmm. like, okay, here's the plan. Yep. I get you. Yep. So, But you're, you're taking note. Yeah. You're observing. So you're Absolutely. new in this role. You're not new to children's ministry. This right. has been your career for a long time. Yep. You've, this is not your first rodeo. Mm-hmm. You've served in lots of places. And so you, you're new at this place. Uh, and so you're, you're in observation mode. Yep. In observation mode. So um, I think when it comes to stewardship, there's... I'll, I'll talk about like four key areas okay. and it might touch, touch them real quick. Touch, I'll T- touch, touch them real all quick. Four. Um, there's care. Uh, so caring for your resources, okay. deploying your resources, tracking your resources and knowing your resources. Okay. Same again. So, so caring, caring for your resources. For your resources. That's number one. And remember resources refers to people. People doesn't, doesn't ref- in, in this, in this, in scenario, this scenario, we're not talking about cash. We're not right. talking about your closet space, right. though that is another thing yes, to steward. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> so we're talking about people. Yep. So caring for them. Next one. Deploying them. Deploying them, sending them out. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three. Tracking them. Tracking so them. So tracking what you've deployed. Love that. And then knowing them. Knowing them. And that's them. more the personal, like that's that's going to be your, um, we'll dig into that one. It's not necessarily something you do with money. Um, although in some ways it is. Yeah, it says know well the condition of your flocks. Yep. Right. Yep. In Proverbs. Yep. Okay. Let's let's kick into it. This is great. All right. So care. Um, one of the the books that kind of formed my uh, thinking about this is Patrick Lencioni, The Three Signs of a Miserable Job. That's my favorite leadership book. I ever. love that book. I didn't know that about. You. Yeah. That's, that, that is my all time favorite really? book. I have actually bought that for tons of people. Yeah. I've led people through it killer book it is so we should have a podcast about that we totally should let's do it so yeah i love that book because it it just blew my mind you know i i was uh, i started in kids ministry when i was 11 or 12 years old i got out of kids ministry and went right back in yeah helping out with you know with sunday morning stuff and then up through high school and up through college i was always engaged with kids ministry but then when i jumped in as a full-time kids pastor some of that perspective of being a volunteer Yes. Somebody who's giving of their time and has a whole week of stuff to do. That's right. That doesn't include the church. No. That, oh no, that doesn't I get it. focus on the church. You got a yard to mow. You've yep. got a job. Yep. You've got dishes so to clean up. You, you know, you've got you got to. mechanics that are getting up at seven, in, you know, six seven in the morning. They're doing hard physical labor all day long, and then they come on Wednesday night and they lead your kids' ministry. That's right. I, in I, the you know. overflow. Mm-hmm. In the overflow. They are giving. Yep. Good word. And so, so the the three signs of a miserable job: anonymity, ir, uh, irrelevance, and immeasurability. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he made up the word immeasurement. Yeah. You can't measure it. You can't. Yet yeah, that they can't measure their own. And so, caring for volunteers means setting up 
systems. You're a big systems guy. Yep. It means setting up systems for them to be able to uh, to be cared for, uh, yes. to be taken care of. That that means like I can't take care of 50 volunteers. I just I I physically can't it's be not in possible. their life. It's not possible. So I have to put leadership levels in place to Agreed. be able to have people caring for people. So I need to take care of my crew. I need to keep, take care of maybe my three to eight, yes. you know, right in that range, the number of people I can take care of efficiently. Yes. But um, I also need to help those people. I need to pour into those people so that they can take care of the people under them. So they can take care of the people under them. So 100%. they can take care of the people under them so that those people can take care of kids. That's right. And so people would say to me years ago, they'd be like, Josh, you must love kids. You know, you're a kid's pastor. And I'd yeah. say, well, I actually do. I mean, that's a nice, that's a great thing. Yeah. However, my job is to, is to pour into adults who pour into adults who pour into adults who pour into kids. Yep. My job is to care for volunteers. Yep. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't take your, um, you wouldn't take a stack of your cash and leave it out in the parking lot. Not a good idea. You know, it, it gets wet, it gets blown away, it gets stolen. You, if you don't take care of your physical resources, if you don't take care of your building, it deteriorates. You don't take care of your car. If you don't take care of your car, that's it falls a apart. That's a resource. If you don't take care of your people, they fall apart. It's the truth. You know, so taking care of the resource that God has given you in people. Yes. Um, deploying it. So the in the parable, the the ones who deployed their money, the ones who took their money and used it, were the ones who were rewarded. They were the ones who were wow. gi given more. You have so to. So getting people into the game, mm -hmm. putting them in, putting them into circulation. Commitment. Commitment. You know, getting getting wow. commitment, you know, building and, and casting a vision that's big enough that they can give their life to it. Yes. You know, people don't want a small vision. People, and God doesn't respond to need. God responds to faith. That's one of the things that Jim Weidman says. He's like, God doesn't respond to need. God responds to faith. How about that? You know, about getting, you know, getting people onto our teams. But if we're going to have these people on our teams, we have to deploy them. We have to get them in the game. We have to train them. That's part of care. But we have to teach them how to do what we're doing so that they can do, so that then we can turn around and do what only we can do. Yes. Now, here's the interesting thing as I'm thinking about this, right? Like the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11 is talking yep. specifically about money. Yeah. And it says, hey, he who looks at the clouds and decides whether or not to plant is a fool. Sure. You have to plant. Don't be freaked oh, out. Good. Ooh, gosh, is it going to rain today? Is it not going to rain today? And so then you just hoard your yeah. seed. Get it planted. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, you know, put your put your bread onto the waters. It will come back to you. Yep. So in other words, like you have to put your money. People, it's really easy to think about resources as money. Yep. Work with me. You need to put your money to work yep. out there. You have to invest somehow as opposed to sticking it in a hole. Yep. And so a lot of leaders out there are like... Yeah, but I want to make sure it goes really well. And I'm the only person mm -hmm. who I trust to make it go really well. Yep. Well, I'm sorry. You're going to lose. Yep. You have to trust people. Mm -hmm. Put them into circulation. Deploy yep. them. Deploy them. Yeah. And if you, it, and the other thing about that is if you, um, if you think small and hoard just the people you have. If you say, I got three volunteers and I can't lose gonna, them. And, uh, yeah. And I'm going to overuse and even abuse them. Yep. It's gonna. Dang. You're not gonna grow. You're not Dang. gonna grow the amount of people that you have. You have to be generous. If you are generous, 
with you know that eth- generosity is an ethic of the kingdom. If you're generous, you will also generosity comes back. What you reap, what you sow, is a Dang. I, it's a kingdom value. It's a kingdom value, and it's a good thing. You reap if you. It says if you sow to please the uh, the f- sinful nature, you'll from reap the, destruction. You'll reap destruction. But if you sow to please the spirit, from the spirit you reap eternal life. Yes. Like we always talk, think reap what you sow. You know that's that old yeah, sow your wild oats and it comes back. You know to haunt you. It's like no. If you reap good things, if you sow good things into the lives of others, you'll reap good things. If For you sure. sow, you know you sow team into you sow into your team, you'll reap it. Yes. And so this idea of deploying, huge deal. Love it. So send them out. Next one. Yep. Track it. So this is where, this is another part of care. So it all, you know, care starts everything. Yeah. Care infuses, is infused through, through everything. The rest. I get that. But you got to track it. Um, so you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, you shouldn't do this with your money where you just say, oh, I'm going to spend this and you know, you, you charge on your card and you just let you, it roll. You just let it roll. You <laughs> never look at it. Never look at your bank account. Never know your budget. Um, some people do that and it usually it usually burns them burns them you usually get to the end of the month and there's too much month for your money yeah it's too much a month for your money yeah <laughs> um so it's the same thing with your volunteers you got to track you got to know how, how they're do you doing. go about how do you go about tracking because I had I had a whole system to do that we'll see if we get to it today but sure. tell me about yours so right now I'm still building some of those things but it's it comes back to do you have levels of leadership so do you have yes uh, well one do you know how many people you have so like that, 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 use, that blows my mind sometimes where people literally do not know what they're responsible for. Yeah. How many slots do you need? And they're like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. No, no, not no, a no. Good How answer. many? Yeah. Like I can tell you, so we, um, I just ran the list a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. on how many volunteers we have. And uh, 179 was the number on the list. And I was like, we don't have 179. These are people who maybe in the past helped in kids sure, ministry. Sure, sure, sure. These are one-timers. These are like maybe VBS volunteers, maybe, but this isn't how many we have. So we, we pulled, pulled it from 179 people to, I think, like I said, 50, you know, between 50 and 60 on a Sunday morning. But then I didn't stop there. My uh, early childhood or my uh, preschool coordinator and I, we went through and said, okay, let's highlight the people that are actually serving right now. That are active. Let's highlight the people who are gone from our church. Let's, let's deactivate them in our, planning center and then the rest of these people let's make them our first go afters like sure, these are the sure, first sure. people that we're sure. going to start going after praying about i and, and actually what i did first was i took that list and i prayed by name blessing over all those people it's like yeah. bless them they they were involved in kids ministry in some way god bless them in the past bless them in the future bless their families and if and, they could participate mm-hmm. yep so briefly here's how i tracked we had a number dif- dif- different areas serve for different lengths of time. Yeah, maybe a check-in volunteer does once a month, yep. and they do a fifteen-minute burst, twenty-minute burst right before service, whatever. Sure. So then we had all, but somebody who's serving every single week in Sunday school—that's another layer of commitment. Mm-hmm. And so then we kind of divided it up by the frequency, okay, of how they how much they were serving, and then we had a chart. We're like, wow. So we saw how many people were what we called extremely involved. We yeah. had a chart of people who were, we called peripherally involved. Sure. And so over a five-year period, we watched and we recruited differently and started to see the graph move that toward cool. deeper and deeper engagement. So you got to track it. Okay, yeah. next one. Yep. Uh, and the last one is know. Uh, so you got to know your people. You got to know who's, you know, uh, like you said, one of the signs of a, of of a, a miserable, miserable job, job is anonymity. 
Um, Nobody knows you in the organization. Yep. It's it's the volunteer who comes in, and you stuck them back in the nursery three years ago. And uh, if they get to go to church, you know, the pastor calls them out and says, ah, Sister Gladys, I'm so glad you're here. We, you know, since you started in kids ministry, we haven't seen you in three years. Right. That, that does a great thing to, you know, that, that's definitely a good recruiting tool, quote unquote. Cause not. Not. Because yeah. it's, you know, that's, that's saying to people, oh, if you get into kids ministry, we're never going to see you again. Yeah. It's like, and, and. And we have to know our people. One of our deepest needs, one of our deepest core spiritual needs is to be known. We need to be known by God and we need to be known by other people. And so when, if you don't know the life, like what's going, we volunteers need someone to know what's going on outside of church. That's right. You know, more than just what they do when they come in on a Sunday morning, not, not just their role and their job yeah. and the nature of their deployment. There are so many leaders, Evan, who are so myopically focused and they have yeah. these these horse blinders on that all they think about is their ministry. Yep. Guess what? You, ministry leader, are the only one who's waking up at three in the morning thinking about your ministry. At last night, you know, I was thinking about, uh, about our family experience, yeah. RFX, and uh, I was thinking about this whole event and then I, I stopped and I was like, you know what? I need to stop this because I need to focus right in this moment. I need to focus on my family. Nobody else is up thinking about this. It's going to run. All the details are here. We're, we're good. We're fine. But I need the, to sleep. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, is that the vol- the 25, 30 volunteers that you had last night, not a single one of them woke up at three in the morning thinking about nope. how it went, how it didn't go. Nope. They're thinking about their job. Yep. Right, and that's and part so, of our job as as leaders to steward what's been given to us. We, you know, we we are the only ones, and someone to some extent has to think about those things. That's us, but, that's us. But to have this myopic oh, view yeah. that 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 everyone else is thinking what we're thinking, right? Or mm-hmm. that everybody else is as in entrenched yep. in what's no, dude. They're giving an hour and a half of the week. And they have a job, they have a mm-hmm. life, but and they you, have they have their own joys and their own struggles. And you need to know those mm-hmm. things. It, well, you need to know those things. But I think, I think as you get bigger, it's like you said, you need to make sure they're known. That's right. So that's where you keep building people, where where people care for people. I can't know, I can't know everything that every one of my kids and kids ministry is going through. And I can't know what every one of my volunteers is going through, but they need somebody who does. That's right. And that's where small groups come in. That's where your serving teams become small groups. Layers of leadership. Yep. Layers of leadership where you've got role leaders who are over a few, you know, few people. Mm-hmm. And then you've got coaches who help your role leaders. And you, you know, you've got coordinators that are helping your coaches. And you've got directors that are helping your coordinators. And you're over top of all of it. And you, you're going to know the people that click with you chemistry wise. Mm-hmm. You, there's some people that you're going to be close to, just like Jesus was closest with Peter, Peter James, James, and John. John. Yeah. You know, but. But he knew what was going on with the 12. Sure. He, he, you know, Jesus and, and built think, 12 for a reason. And I think that, that, that these four things, repeat them one more time for us. So care. Care. So caring, deploying, tracking, and knowing. I think those are huge things. And if, and if you're out there in podcast land, what a good interview, by the way. Thank you, Evan. And I love how we started out talking deeply about the theology of it and deeply about stewardship and part of our stewardship with our people 
is literally diving into these four things. I think the one that most people don't do a good job of is tracking. Yep, and it's hard. It's hard. And, and, and part of tracking is literally, literally asking the simple question to somebody eye to eye on a Sunday morning. Hey, how's this role going for you? Yes. And they say, I remember one person said, well, how, how, do, how do I, how do I like find out? Ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And, and the reason I w- I'd like to ask not on a, a survey, there are places for surveys, yeah. but an eye to eye where all of a sudden I can see it's really not going well. Yep. They're saying it is. And I say, now, actually, really, how is it really, really going? And they're like, well, I say, tell me more about that. Right? Yeah. And so to, to truly find out, right, that's that's part of the deployment. And the last one, of course, knowing, knowing, knowing. let them be known, eradicate anonymity. Um, yes. I was trying to, you know, there have been times where I've tried to, you know, I've been building systems uh, because systems help people. System, systems aren't... Uh, you know, they're not so that you can corporate corporatize. That's a terrible word so that you can make everything corporate. They're not so that you can remove the organic nature of it. It's systems are a way to love people. It is. So that's another great thing. That's another whole concept. Whole Again, podcast. Yes. But in closing, I think that there's something right there that we need to, to remark on. Systems don't extract personhood. Mm-hmm. Systems actually make room for personhood. Mm-hmm. If you have good systems, then you don't. Like then you're not spending the the lion's share of your energies on how it's going to go. All that's already dialed in. Now you've got margin to care for people. Yep. Yep. You've got margin. You've got space to take, to focus in. Cause how many of us have been running around an event and we've got, um, you know, we've got thousands of details, hundreds of details running through our head, trying to make sure everything's just right. And and sometimes it's even if we've delegated to people, we still have all of those things. And then we get to the end of the event and we're like, I didn't see a single person. Yeah, I, I, I overlooked. I, 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 and, and, and this this person tried to come up to with me. I said, "Hold, hold on, I'll get to you." Right, uh, just right. hold on, hold on. And you never got back to him. Right. I I can't tell you how many times I've done that and been like, "Man, I've got to make room for people." Yes. Here's the crazy thing, Evan, is that is that what is the kingdom of God? Is it event planning? No. Nope. The answer is no. What nope. is the kingdom of God? Is it curricular organization? No. no. The kingdom of God is people. Yep. Period. If I, you know, if I as a pastor never get to be part of a 501c3 organization called a church again, mm-hmm. am I still a pastor? Yes. Yeah. You're shepherding people. I, I have been given the gift of being a pastor teacher and I, God has, you know, not in a prideful way, in a, in a very humble way, God has gifted the church, his pastors. Yes. So ministry leader, God has gifted you to your church to serve your pastor and to serve your church and your people and your people and whether or not you get to do that in in the organization called the church you are still called to be part of the kingdom that's right and, and the kingdom that. of God is people the church the assembly the ecclesia in Greek it's people it's people and people are the most important resource that we have and God has called us to be the best stewards that we can of the people he's given us man such a good word such a good word this is one of the best 40 minutes i've had on the podcast in a really long time god bless you mr evan thanks so much Uh, for having me absolutely gang listen to this one again i think it's going to be worth it steward your people they're a resource uh, that is truly 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 a blessing gang thank you so much and we'll catch you guys on the next one